Hola, y welcome to Femas Faith. I'm Erika Reynoso, a church kid and pastor's kid, raised in La Iglesia Pentecostal, hoping to share encouragement and compassion to struggling church kids like myself. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode that I am streaming on Instagram in celebration of our first anniversary of Faith Mass Faith. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm excited um, for God's provision, for His faithfulness in this last year since I released my first ever episode, um, which was uh, Raised Pentecostal. I remember recording that first episode really not knowing what I was doing, but knowing that I had a message that I wanted to share. And so now we're here, a year later. I know this is, I think, the 11th episode. And so I haven't really released as many episodes, but uh, with each episode that I have released, a lot of my heart and my soul has been poured out into it. Um, And I share some of this in my first episode uh, that Really what brought me to want to create this podcast was from my own struggles, from my own questions um, that I experienced really as a new mom. Because, you know, as you can imagine, as a new mom, you're experiencing life from a totally new perspective. Um, and then I, you know, there's these two things that went on with me. One, I was reliving a lot of experiences that I had as a child that were requiring a lot of healing in my heart for me to be a healthy mom. And then on the other side, I also had questions and desires for my daughter to be raised with a faith that reflected God's true love for her. And so in the midst of the struggle, um, I found myself really embracing the struggle, embracing the pain, Um, and trying to find God in the midst of it. And, um, you know, there's this uh, show that I watched a lot after my daughter was born. If y'all ever heard of it, it's um, Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. That was like the show that I binge watched after giving birth. Um, And I'm the kind of person that when I watch shows and movies, like, I get a little too deep. Because I would watch Kitchen Nightmares, which if you don't know what it is, it's um, Gordon Ramsay, who's this really famous chef, visits restaurants that are struggling, that are about to go out of business, and he does this total renovation. And like from, from floor to ceiling, total change in the business to help these struggling kitchens. And so I'm the kind of person that when I was watching Kitchen Nightmares, I would... <laughs> I would watch these shows and I'd be like, I am that kitchen. I am that broken kitchen that needs <laughs> a lot of help. Um, so that that's the kind of person that I am. Like I'll watch shows and I'll get a little too deep. But I feel like in that depth, I find truths about what sparks these emotions. And so a show I was watching last year is Ted Lasso, which... I know it was a really popular and famous show, and I was watching it. And I had one of these moments while I was watching Ted Lasso last year where I think it was after one of their victories um, in one of their matches, and they were just celebrating in the locker room. And something about that scene really captivated me. 
because I was as I was watching them celebrate, I just saw this like joy. And I know this is all acting, but you know where my mind went with went to was that there was all this celebration, all this happiness and joy that was really like just above the roof joy, right? And and as I watched that scene, I started to ask myself, have I ever experienced this kind of joy? Like the kind of joy where I'm jumping and laughing and crying all at the same time because of that deep joy that I have in my heart. And I think this sort of created this like spiral of like emotions and questions because I began to realize that even at my highest moments in my life, I had never experienced this joy where I would jump and laugh and cry for joy all at once. It almost felt like for most of my life, my joy has had this like glass ceiling that I had never like really pushed past. And as I sat with this realization and I would just figure out why it hit me like a ton of bricks, it all came together and realizing that I had never truly experienced joy in its truest form because of my relationship with God having been shaped and formed so deeply by fear. Like my whole life I have lived a life terrified of his wrath and fearful for my own life, believing that God is this wrathful God. And I think in realizing that when you believe in a God that is wrathful, that is out to get you, that is out to to catch you on your next sin, you can't experience joy because you're living in fear. And so going back to that scene from Ted Lasso, in that moment, it's almost like my soul was telling me, you have so much more joy to experience, but you can only experience it when you truly get to know God and who he is and being a God who loves you, who rejoices in his people and really a God that has forgiven me and redeemed me and given me a new life. And so that happened last year, sort of like during these few months of break that I took from the podcast. I took a few months of break because I really couldn't because it felt like such a massive existential crisis I, I was experiencing because I just, I didn't understand why in my whole life I had never experienced such rich and deep joy. And so looking back now to last year, last week I took a moment to listen to my first episode just to like re-listen to it. And a lot of that is still true. Um, And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because I talk about how, you know, as a mother, one thing that I'm doing to process my own beliefs is asking myself, what do I believe about God? Why do I believe about God? What experiences have I had that have reinforced these beliefs about God? And then lastly, is it true? And so my whole life, I have lived a life believing that God is a wrathful God, a God that is out to get me and in processing that what I realize that it is not true that is not the God that I serve and so um, over the last few months I feel like God has really done a lot of work in my life Um, and if I 
if I had the time, I would share with you just everything that God's done in my life in the last few months. Um, because I think in listening back to my first episode, I really wanted to cry because um, from last April to, to now, I don't feel like I'm the same person. Um, not because of the bot podcast, but because of who God is and what he's done in my heart. Um, because I, I really do feel like I, I reached sort of like my lowest point spiritually um, in the winter, this past winter and fall. And I really feel like in, in those depths, like in those dark moments, um, it was God's love and grace that wrapped me up and picked me up and reminded me who I am in him and who he has created me to be. And so um, thinking about this last year and sort of where I'm headed with this podcast, um, I wanted to talk in, in this podcast about this phrase that I, it's a Bible verse that I've heard my whole life. Um, and it's um, in Joel, in Joel. I don't know the exact passage, but it's when it says, Los jóvenes verán visiones. Um, the youth will see visions. I only know the Spanish and Bible, so translating the verses in English is really hard for me. <laughs> but in Spanish, it's Los jóvenes verán visiones. The youth will see visions. Um, and I've, I've heard that my whole life, right? I grew up in a Pentecostal church where like, that was sort of like an inspiration and a drive for the youth to see um, visions and to receive visions from God. And I've really been leaning into that the last couple months, really, because um, you know, it's a promise from God that the youth would see visions, would be a witness to what God wants to do in his people. But if you take a moment to really look and examine the church, We've lost a lot of our youth. A lot of our young adults aren't in church anymore. A lot of young adults don't want to be at a church. They've distanced themselves from the church. And so I've asked God, God, what does it mean for the youth to see, you know, the young people would see visions if they're not, if they're not in your house. Um, and especially with the wrestling that I've had in the last few months, like what does it mean for me to see a vision, to receive visions from God, when I've experienced so much disappointment and so much anger and frustration. Um, and so when I'm thinking about like what God has been like just teaching me and showing me in the last couple months, um, he's led me to believe that you can't have a vision without first feeling discontent or without first feeling frustrated, or without first feeling disappointed. Because I believe the vision that God gives those he wants to give visions to is for there to be a change in direction in the church. And um, one of my favorite books, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton, she captures it perfectly. Um, and I'm going to read it for you, so I hope you can follow along. Um, but she talks about um, different stages in the life of a leader. And she talks about this stage of awareness, where you're aware that something something's not right. Like something has to change. Um, and I love the way she explains this, um, this phase, awareness. Um, it's two paragraphs, I'll read it for you. 
Awareness always causes us to take the responsibility for responding to what we are seeing, which is another reason that many of us seek to avoid awareness for as long as we can. But when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing, we are ripe for making a move. The emotions that we feel in response to what we have seen might be volatile during this time, but they serve a good purpose. They give us the energy and resolve to begin preparing to move in a new direction. Awareness always involves being able to see the possibility of living in a new way. And oftentimes it takes a visionary leader or at least someone who is a little bit further down the road to help us see what we have not yet been able to see. Another function of leadership is to help people get in touch with their longings and see the possibility of a new way. In the midst of the Israelites growing awareness that they could not go on as they were, Moses and Aaron arrived on the scene to assure them that God had seen their misery and would empower them to leave Egypt and change their lives. In the awareness stage, all of us need those who will help us see what is real about our current situation. But we also need someone who can assure us that there is another way and that it is possible for us to move in that direction, as risky as it might seem. So she was talking about Moses and how Moses, as a leader of the people of Israel, he saw the injustice and the treatment towards the Israelites. And it was this this awareness that he had that led him to kill an Egyptian. And when he was caught, led him to run away. And so when you become aware of the injustices, of the brokenness, of the hurt and the pain, you become discontent, you become frustrated, you become disappointed. Um, And what Ruth was saying was that that emotion, that experience is necessary to drive you to do something about it. And that's exactly what we saw in Moses where like he ran away and he hid for years until God called him to come back to Israel and help free the people of Israel. So when I think about this verse, los jóvenes verán visiones, I believe what that means in our context that our youth Our young people, our young adults, a lot of them have seen what we see in our churches. People that say they're believers but do not represent Jesus and who he is. Leaders that haven't truly grasped what it means to love the people of God the way God called us to. And so when I think about today's youth and young adults that are going to see visions, it's going to require a level of disappointment and discontentment and frustration. And in that emotion, in that experience, God is going to deliver this vision of what he wants to see in the church. And I think that's where God is leading me. He's leading me to see, first of all, or over the last several years, I've seen what has happened in the gospel and what has happened in the church. And now, in receiving this vision and seeing God's vision, what I'm seeing is what he wants for the church. And what that is, is for us to more, to be more um, cognizant of our, our actions, our behavior, our attitude, so that they can be aligned with who he is and who he said we should be in his word. And so, a year into this podcast, I am feeling hopeful 
but I was only able to reach the sense of hope because of the frustration that I experienced. And so in this next year ahead, I'm really hopeful for what God is going to do. I do feel um, God opening doors in my life to be a voice um, for the younger generation, to encourage them, to lead them, but also to be a voice for the older generation so that they may learn and understand that the stakes are too high for us to just leave everything the way they've been always. Change has to happen. Transformation has to happen in our churches because our youth, our young adults, the young people in our communities, they have seen visions. They have seen what God wants for the church. They have seen the good that God wants to do. But their frustration and discontentment and frustration has led them to stray away. And so my prayer is that God can do the good change he wants to do in the church so that those that have felt discontent, that have felt disappointed, can come back and see that our God is a loving God who invites us into restoration and he invites us into healing and that he wants to just do great things. So I'm excited for this year that is coming. I'm excited for everything that God is doing um, around the world, in particular in my community um, and the people that are connected to this page. Um, because I do believe that um, there's a function for our disappointment and it is to drive change and it's to bring healing and restoration in our communities so that God can continue to do the good work in our churches. Um, so I thank you for being here. Um, thank you for following along. Um, I know it, <laughs> um, like I said in my live last week, like it, it is a small page, but for me it feels so huge, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, and I pray that this page can continue, continue to be a blessing for you. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm really, yeah, thank you for being here and continue to follow along. If you haven't subscribed on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, be sure to do that. Um, and I look forward to what God will do here. So thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at FMSFaith and subscribe to this podcast. Your following and sharing helps spread this message of hope and compassion. Gracias y hasta luego.